1: All of you Foxborough faithful, you are now locked into the Locked On Patriots podcast. Today is Tuesday, March 23rd, 2021, and it's time for our weekly dose of reason here on your daily home for news notes and analysis infused with the occasional opinion on your six-time Super Bowl champions, the New England Patriots. And greetings and Tuesday salutations to all of you out there, Pats Nation. Thank you for once again joining me here on the pod. My name is Mike DeBate, your host of the Locked On Patriots podcast, which of course is a proud part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And folks, because it's your team every day, that means your questions, comments, and feedback are always welcomed and very much appreciated. So share that feedback, send it to the internet by reaching out to me and following me on Twitter at mdabatefpc. And of course, while you're out there doing some Tuesday traveling through the Twitterverse, please be sure to follow the Locked On Patriots account as well at LO underscore Patriots. Pats fans, the Patriots continue to march into the 2021 league year, and just a week ago at this time, we were all talking about that uncharacteristic aggression the Pats were showing when it comes to approaching 2021 free agency. The dust is starting to settle, things are calming down a little bit, but the Patriots are far from done from building their 2021 roster. There's still a lot of free agent questions out there, and all the moves that the Patriots have made in free agency might have just reset their draft needs board when it comes to the 2021 NFL Draft. The Patriots still have some serious questions when it comes to both, and because they're serious questions, we need serious people to solve them. Luckily for us, today here on Locked On Patriots, it's Tuesday, and that means a visit from our resident voice of reason... My good friend and Patriots Pison Steve Balistrieri of patsfans.com. And today here on the pod, Steve and I will be discussing the Patriots' path to free agency. And despite the Patriots' best efforts to stack some positional groupings on the team, there are still positions on the depth chart that need some work, and Steve and I will be discussing those positions. We'll also take a look at the list of Patriots' homegrown free agents, meaning players that were on the 2020 Patriots roster that are still out there and available to be signed. Players like Lawrence Guy, who is reportedly flirting with the idea of heading to South Beach. James White still remains on the open market, as does Jason McCordy and a few others. Steve and I will lend our thoughts on which player still out there on the open market surprises us most, and which do we believe will be the best fit to return to Foxborough. Last but certainly not least all, we always have our eyes on the 2021 NFL Draft. And considering all the moves that the Patriots have made within the last week, Steve and I will be providing our thoughts on whether or not that has reset the Patriots draft board meaning the board full of their biggest needs. Could the Patriots now be dipping into a spot that we considered a strength just more than a week ago? All of these questions, and you know when Steve drops by, there's always one or two movie quotes that seem to pop in. But putting that aside, I always love the opportunity to talk ball with Steve. Each and every Tuesday, he lends his wisdom and counsel like no other. And as always, it's once again my honor to welcome him here as my guest to Locked On Patriots as we discuss free agency, the draft, and we single out a player that has become quite the social media flavor of the month when it comes to drafting wide receivers. In fact, it's a name you'll recognize from yesterday's show here on Locked On Patriots when our good mutual friend Murph mentioned him as a potential Patriots diamond in the rough. Folks, an action-packed agenda. You won't want to miss a second of the action. So sit tight, settle in as Steve Balistrieri of PatsFans.com joins me here on the hot seat when the Locked On Patriots podcast continues. But first, locked on listeners, football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, the NHL, and that NFL equivalent of the hot stove are all in full swing. It's the perfect time of year to test your prognostication skills, and when you want to do so, there's only one place that has you covered, and one place we trust, betonline.ag. Bet online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. But Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They give you real-time, updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Simply put, BetOnline has you covered for all the news, all the scores, and all the odds. It's the best way to place your bets. And here's what makes it even better, folks. It's free to sign up. Head over to their website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. When doing so, don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON. Don't sit on the sidelines any longer. Get in on the action. Head over to betonline.ag today, sign up, and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Locked On listeners get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Patriots fans, your New England Patriots continue to introduce their new acquisitions to the media and their depth chart definitely looks a lot different now than it did just a little over a week ago. But as stacked as the Patriots seem to be at a lot of these positions, and they are, where is there room for improvement? Is there room for improvement? Well, folks, you all know Bill Belichick the same way I do. There's always room for improvement. And here today to provide his wisdom and counsel on the subject, and to help us break it all down with us, is our resident voice of reason here on Locked On Patriots. As always, one of the best, most knowledgeable columnists that you'll find anywhere in Patriots media. You know his great work from patsfans.com, as well as being the co-host of not one, but two amazing podcasts, Patriots 4th and 2, and 1 Patriots Place. He is my Patriots paizon and despite what he will tell you, I'll continue to tell you week after week that he's worthy of all the praise he gets, and then some. Steve Balistrieri joins me here today. Welcome back to Locked On Patriots, my friend.
0: Oh, it's always a pleasure. Always a pleasure, and there's never a dull moment when it comes to New England and the Patriots.
1: No true words, but Never a dull moment in Foxborough. There never can be a dull moment in Foxborough. And Steve, just a week ago today, the Patriots started that uncharacteristically aggressive march into free agency, and... You know, bud, some have praised the Patriots' moves. There are some that are calling their approach to free agency, quote, a clinic. This is not just fans. This is actual media members as well, really praising the Patriots for what they've done. But, you know, then there are the others. Uh, You know, those that like to think that social media snark makes them superior, sophisticated. Spoiler alert here, folks. It does not. It makes you look exactly the opposite, in my opinion. But, you know, to each his own, buddy. Those types of... Analysts. Uh, Analyst is the appropriate word to use, right, Steve? I mean, you know, not another word that begins with an A. I wouldn't refer to them as that. Um, Anyway, I digress. Those analysts want to compare... Bill's free agent hall to, quote, shopping at Target. Uh, by the way, that's another insult, folks, because there's nothing wrong with shopping at Target. What's the problem with shopping at Target? That's supposed to be an insult. Look, here's a little tip. If you're going to try to troll for clicks, at least make sure that your insults make sense. Yeah, just my opinion, but regardless, the Patriots really filled the void at several key positions, Steve. Tight end, offensive line, linebacker, A lot of capable bodies at those positions, at least on paper. But you and I both know that they're not done yet. And there are still some spots on this roster that need a helping hand. Steve, now that the dust has started to settle on the first week of free agency, where do the Patriots still need some help? And where do you see them looking to get that help?
0: Yes. uh, Well, before we start, I just wanted to piggyback off your, your initial comments there. The same people that are harping on Bill Belichick for quote-unquote overspending on free agency for players that they targeted are the same guys and uh, that were negative on Bill. He didn't do enough to, uh, you know, he doesn't yep. spend. He never spends money. And, you know, a common theme, you, you mentioned earlier offline that you were uh, on the Ted Karras, uh, you know, uh, um, Conference call, right? Um, a common theme amongst all these free agents that they brought in was the chance to be coached up by Bill Belichick, and that was another thing we heard this this spring. It was that you know no one wanted to come to New England and be you know harangued by Bill Belichick. Well, it seems like that one's out the window as well. But anyway, getting back to the second part of your question, where do they need to go? I still think they need uh, a quarterback. I think, you know, and you and I talked about that. Uh, the contract for Cam Newton, I believe, was as a placeholder. Uh, it's a one-year deal. He was giving no illusions that he's anointed as the starter. He's going to have to earn it. I still think they're going to draft a quarterback there. I think they, uh, they need another running back, maybe one that can catch the ball out of the backfield because I do believe that James White will not be returning, although I hope that's wrong. And I do think they need another wide receiver.
1: Yeah, and I would agree with all of those assessments. I think the way Cam's contract is structured, and we've talked about this several times, you and I, uh, I've talked about it with Murph, some of my other guests, including Bob Sosie over the weekend, uh, we all agree that the way the Patriots structured Cam's contract leaves them a lot of flexibility to pursue another quarterback, whether it be through the draft, whether it be through free agency. I think they're more apt to go the draft route, but you never know. Uh, You know, there's a lot of different possibilities that the Patriots could use with quarterback. Running back, I agree with you as well. Murph and I had a pretty good conversation yesterday about Brandon Bolden possibly taking the role of that third down pass (laughs) catching back out of the backfield. Uh, He might be able to handle a load for a year, but we agreed that this is the time to strike while the iron is hot. Maybe look at draft prospects and bring in that player that could uh, take on that role in subsequent years. down the line, even if it means that the Patriots have to accelerate using a rookie running back a little more than they've liked to in the past. It definitely does make sense. And wide receiver without question. I think they're still going to be active free agent-wise, and I think they're going to dip into a, uh, a pretty good pool of uh, wide receivers in the, uh, the draft this year. Maybe not as abundant as a lot of people have been led to believe, but there are some good players in there. We're going to talk about a couple of them coming up. Um, I am glad, though, that you mentioned Ted Karras. I did get a chance to sit in on that conference call. Even yesterday, Jalen Mills, Kendrick Bourne, got a chance to meet the media here in new england and that was a common theme jalen mills really kind of went viral on social media yesterday uh for his comments about getting a chance to meet and play for bill belichick um kendrick Bourne echoed those sentiments uh you heard hunter henry say great things about getting a chance to coming and playing with bill i'm glad that narrative is getting out there because the narrative about track free agents or not being the guy that anybody wanted to play for was so played out was so in my mind utterly ridiculous uh that it was really just a very lazy argument and look bottom line my friend everybody has the right to their opinion there are players that don't like that system it's not for everybody but for the players that do and buy into it there are a lot of players that are willing to do it and maybe a few more than the national media was willing to uh give us credit for so well, excellent uh you know assessment and i agree with everything and you know but um As much fun as it is to bring in the new faces, and we've seen quite a few of them, we're getting a chance to meet them this week, the Patriots still have plenty of familiar ones that are looking either for a familiar home here in New England or perhaps a new one. And you mentioned one in James White. Uh, Lawrence Guy reportedly hosted on a free agent visit by the Miami Dolphins. Maybe there's a possibility he may join up with his friend and recent teammate Adam Butler down in South Beach. Those guys made a good tandem here. Makes sense that Brian Flores would want to kick the tires on him. Uh, Jason McCordy's still on the open market. Is there a player in this group of Patriots in 2020 that are unsigned right now that you believe is a good fit to come back to New England? Who is most likely to return here? Who's most likely to leave? And is there anybody right now that the Patriots haven't signed from their homegrown talent And I say homegrown folks, meaning they were on the roster last year. Uh, Is there anybody in that group that still surprises you that they haven't found a spot yet?
0: Um, Not really. I mean, I think that a guy like Lawrence Guy is uh, a guy like Lawrence Guy, but uh, yeah, player like Lawrence (laughs) Guy. Uh, But I, I think he's just testing the market to see what's out there for himself, which to me, the fact that he hasn't signed anywhere yet is is still a pretty good sign, which means he's keeping the door open to come back to New England. Um, You know, um, as much as uh, we talk about how hurt he is all the time, another guy I would like to see come back is Rex Burkhead because the, the versatility factor that he has. And we know he probably won't be ready to start the season, but I think he's a guy that, if you sign him and he's able to, you know, get his uh, mobility back, I, I think he he would be a valuable piece to add in, maybe in the middle of the season. And then, you know, uh, they Jermaine Luminor was another guy. Uh, he he ended up as a backup, but you know, there's always a, a market to have some good veteran backup offensive linemen because. You'll never know when you need him. So uh, he wouldn't be a guy I would be uh, against coming back as well as uh, Shalik Callum.
1: Yeah, I think Shaliqua Calhoun right now is someone that could be a good fit. The Patriots did bolster their linebacking core. There's no question about it. Matthew Judon coming back. Kyle Van Noy coming back. Um, you look at Raekwon McMillan, although he's a defensive end. He has played hybrid uh, positions before. Uh, add the fact that Chase Winovich, Josh Uche, Anthony Jennings, all big uh, you know, expectations placed on their shoulders. Uh, it would probably be a minimal deal uh, that Shalique Calhoun would put, but he's one of those guys that just always does his assignment. He plays it well, and he'll do whatever you need him to do on the field. And more often than not, if there was a big play that the Patriots made on defense when it was most needed last year, Shalikwe Calhoun was really often in the middle of that. So I think that's something that the Patriots will consider. I think they will look at that, but, um, To me, I think the big surprise right now is Demir Bird. I think a lot of people looked at the season that he had in 2020, saying that the Patriots really had, uh, you know, good production out of him. There is a relationship there with cam newton that he had in the past those two seem to click pretty well if cam's coming back and is going to be your starter why not bring back demir and try to give him uh, a little bit of uh, you know speed and someone that he can rely on when it comes to continuity the additions of guys like nelson Aguilar, kendrick Bourne don't necessarily mean that demir is going to be back here in new england um he recently took to social media saying that he sums up his free agent approach in one word patience. And I think that's a lot of, I think that's good advice for everybody to be totally honest with you. So that's a little bit of a surprise, but considering who they've signed, maybe not as much of a surprise as it should be, at least to me, maybe it is, but others will argue that maybe it shouldn't be. Uh, obviously, McCordy is, is someone that you have to keep your eye on. There's a lot of veteran present there in uh, the, uh, the, uh, the secondary, but again, the Patriots adding guys like Jalen Mills, um, obviously tendering JC Jackson. You want to see him return. Uh, is this the end of Jason McCordy in, uh, um, in New England? Uh, one can only tell. And I like what you said on Burkhead because he's a guy that I've always been really high on. And I, I would love to see Rex come back. I think in a minimal role where he doesn't have to be relied upon to carry a great shoulder of the load uh, could be the best opportunity. And he loves it here in New England. So hopefully we can get this worked out. Pats fans, I hope that you're enjoying my conversation with Steve Balistrary here today on this Tuesday episode of Locked On Patriots. His wisdom, his reason, always brings us back to a level headed place here on Tuesdays, and I love having him here. But we're not done yet, folks. In just a moment, Steve Balistrary will offer his thoughts on the upcoming 2021 NFL draft. A name that was mentioned here by our good friend Thomas Murphy yesterday has become quite the flavor of the month at wide receiver. We discuss that, and Steve also resets his Patriots draft biggest needs board when the Locked On Patriots podcast continues. But first, Locked On listeners, my colleagues at the Locked On Podcast Network and I have been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Well, that's because Built Bar is the amazing, low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all of their bars. We love them, and we all have our favorite flavors, right? Well, now it's the time to find out which Built Bar is the best. That's right. Built Bar Madness is running rampant all over the Locked On Podcast Network, all over social media, and, of course, on BuiltBar.com. Don't miss the opportunity to cast your vote and make sure that your favorite flavor advances in the quest to become the best-tasting protein bar from Built Bar. Today's matchup is a battle of decadent treats, and when I tell you folks that you cannot make a wrong decision here, you can't. Chocolate Brownie Chunk versus Lemon Almond Cheesecake. waters just thinking of those flavors, and each of them is delicious. So if either of these flavors is your favorite, go to BuiltBar.com or visit them on Twitter at Bar underscore Built and cast your vote for your favorite Built Bar flavor. And remember, folks, whenever you place your order for your delicious Built Bars, use the promo code LOCKED15. That will give you 15% off your next order. That's LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And don't forget to check back each and every day to see who won the day's matchup and who will become the best-tasting protein bar from Bilt Bar. Locked On listeners, the NFL Draft is weeks away, but it's time to start following our Locked On NFL Draft duo. First up, the Draft Dudes podcast, who watches every prospect so you don't have to. Next up, but certainly second to none, is the Locked On NFL Draft podcast, your daily draft news and mock draft podcast. Follow the Locked On NFL Draft and Draft Dudes on the Radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. Locked on listeners, when it comes to repairing or maintaining your vehicle, why would you spend thirty percent, fifty percent, even a hundred percent more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership? It's still possible to take pride in your ride and even save a little in the process. Visit my good friends at rockauto.com. Patriots fans, Steve Balistrieri joins me here today on the pod. And Steve, as I said in the previous segment, uh, the Patriots definitely made a huge splash into free agency. That splash into free agency also, I think, may have reset some of their priorities, especially those in the 2021 NFL draft. We both alluded to the fact that the Patriots are likely to still be active in the wide receiver market, meaning that they're going to be looking for help, whether it's free agents or whether it just might be uh, a, a, a draft prospect. And Murph and I discussed some draft prospects at wide receiver yesterday. One name that he dropped as a potential diamond in the rough um, is Rondale Moore out of Purdue. And he's getting a lot of press lately, without any question. People have described him as one of the most potential electric prospects in this upcoming NFL draft, but also one of the biggest wildcards in the process. Health concerns, size concerns, meaning height, definitely not size concerns in terms of built. This kid is built well. Apparently speed is not an issue for Rockdale Moore. Uh, his pro day clocked him at running the 40 in 4.29 seconds. Folks, by comparison, it takes me a minimum of 4.29 seconds simply to get out of my chair. So that should tell you what this kid is. You know, he's, he's, he's fast. <laughs> There's no question about it. Um, Steve, when you look at a prospect like Rondale Moore that has a lot of promise, but some question marks, is this the ultimate Patriots pick? And would they be getting a steal here if they were able to get Rondale Moore in the middle part of this draft? Or is he someone that you would really consider taking higher up just to make sure that he's in your fold for 2021?
0: Well, you know, that's a great question because, you know, when I look at this guy, obviously you see the potential. I mean, he is just absolute lightning in a bottle when he's got the ball in his hands, whether as, you know, a slot guy, uh, you know, a jet sweep uh, runner out of the backfield or or returning kicks. I mean, you can easily see that. I saw some people on social media were saying he's just a shorter version of Tyreek Hill, and, I, you know, I, I think that isn't that far off. I mean, you can see that in his game. The biggest questions, as you alluded to, is, one, his size. Uh, he measured out at 5'7", not 5'9", as people were listing him at, at his pro day. So that that's obviously, you know, that's kind of a little bit of a red flag. But, you know, his height is one thing, but the other... You know, he was hurt in uh, 2018, he was hurt in 2019, Um, or I I take that back, he was hurt in 2019 and last year, Um, you know, um, last year uh, he had an injury, I know it was a hamstring uh, in 2019, but, you know, even though he only played in three games, he had 30, uh, what, 35, 34 catches. So, I mean, this is a guy that's really, really productive. I think, you know, uh, he kind of reminds me a little bit of Golden Tate, you know, when he came up a a little shorter, obviously. I think if the Patriots can get a guy like him and say, like, the third round, it's worth taking a shot at it because you can see how productive this guy can be if he can stay healthy
1: well said and you look at tape on rondell moore and there's really isn't a whole lot that he can't do uh run after the catch rondell moore can do it folks he can absolutely do it he's got an explosive burst with the ball in his hand like steve said uh very con uh, <laughs> a very big contributor on special teams I think a lot of people forget that this kid uh, is a uh, you know does have a, a very good uh, uh, track record, whether a return specialist or a rotational role on special teams. This kid can make plays there as well. You know the Patriots love guys that are that versatile and can make. You know game changing moves on special teams as well as on the field um, he's a vertical threat he can receive in the middle of the field he's not afraid to go and take the hit like I said he's built pretty well, so that really uh, gives him the uh, the opportunity to be a threat there as well. Again, durability issues. Size, yes. Size is a concern. There's no question about it. Being listed at 5'7", you wonder you know, if teams are going to shy away from him. But to me, I don't think that's so much of a concern. I think he can overcome that. It really is going to be about health. And are you getting a fully healthy Rondale Moore? If you do, you're getting a game changer, someone I think who can win you football games just on the merit of what he can do in terms of individual effort. That's how dynamic this kid can be um but again there are drawbacks you mentioned the uh the uh the injuries that he's had over the course of the last couple of years could that allow him to drift down the draft board and might the patriots take a flyer on him in the middle part i've seen some people say this guy's got a second round talent that the patriots are going to need to take him in the second round if they want to uh you know be a part of something here so I'm always weary about players that get a lot of press right around this time because sometimes it can elevate their draft stock. Sometimes virtue lies in the middle and it settles back down, but he'd look awfully nice in a Patriots uniform. <laughs> and boy, I'll tell you, if they're yeah. looking for a project, uh, someone that can really be uh, very good in a spread offense – um I can imagine Josh McDaniels would love a guy like this because he's such a creative play caller. You can do a lot to scheme for a guy like Rondale Moore, but it'll be interesting to see what the Patriots do. But good analysis, and uh, hey, who knows? Who knows what will happen uh, You know, when it comes to the Patriots and the draft? And that leads me quite nicely into my final question for you today, bud, and that is all the activity that we've seen from the patriots when it comes to free agency. A lot of people have been saying, well, now they don't need to be as aggressive in pursuing offensive linemen via free agency or now they can take a little bit of a back seat when it comes to tight ends or you know, they may not be as aggressive with linebackers or veteran defenders. I think all of that is true, but one thing that to me is not sung enough in terms of its significance is the impact that the early wave of free agency will have on the big draft boards on the Patriots draft board in particular and their biggest needs Steve when you look at the Patriots now this week as opposed to where this roster was last week and where you were thinking they were going to be aggressive in terms of attacking the draft I know you mentioned the quarterback position earlier and I still think that's probably position one that they'll keep their eye on but if you're going to reset the biggest needs draft board, what position now takes on a whole new significance that maybe it didn't have last week?
0: Yeah, you know, that's a, another great question, Mike. I mean, you look at, you know, we, we identified the, so many holes on this roster, you know, prior to uh, free agency starting and different things. And, you know, we looked at a lot of defensive players because we weren't sure that they were going. You know, to be able to get the guys that uh, we envisioned for them uh, offensively. So uh, I'm looking defensively. They really, you know, linebacker in particular was, I thought, was a really, really thin spot for them. Now, Dont'a Hightower's coming coming back. They got Matt Judon. You know, they picked up Raquan McMillan, Kyle Van Noy. Now all of a sudden. The linebacker is, you know, with Josh Uche uh, and Chase Winovich, now it's, you know, that and the edge is a position of strength for them. Uh, Defensive line, same thing. We thought it was really weak. Now I still think they could use a young guy in there, but it's not as glaring as it was, you know, uh, just a week ago. So maybe, you know, uh, a little bit lower draft projection guy, second, third, maybe even a fourth-round guy could come in and help out there. I'm still looking at quarterback. I think if if they want to make a move at quarterback now, the this would be a time for them to do it where the iron is hot. They've really uh, addressed a lot of the holes on that roster. And I think that, you know, if you set yourself up with a young quarterback, somebody that you can develop into becoming – your next franchise guy, I think you're set up for the future because they, you know, with the way they structure these contracts, these are pretty team-friendly. There's still a lot of, um, you know, money for them to, to go delve back into free agency if they have to.
1: Yeah, and I think you make a good point on that, and I do think that when it comes to the Patriots draft board, these are positions that will get a little bit more of a look. Obviously, quarterback, I think corner could be an option for the Patriots as well. On defense, you look at now all of a sudden with the prospect of maybe – Stephon Gilmore being on the trading block. I know we're hearing a lot from Patriots camp that they're not actively shopping him. Uh, Maybe they're trying to work out something where he comes back, maybe at a reduced rate, who knows, uh, with a contract extension. But if they can't work that out, and it looks like this is going to be an acrimonious breakup between the two sides, do they try to deal him and get something in that regard? Then all of a sudden, re-signing J.C. Jackson at whatever cost, whether a team does sign him to an offer sheet or not, becomes paramount and the Patriots would need to retain him. Do they have that other physical corner or that type of methodical corner that Uh, Stephon Gilmore, is to flank on the other side of him. That could be uh, a position of need. And all of a sudden, a rookie could take on a whole new meaning in that defensive backfield. So always a lot to consider with the Patriots. And folks, we will continue to break these moves down each and every day and week after week here, marching toward the 2021 NFL Draft in late April. And I am honored, beyond honored, to have this man alongside me to do so each and every Tuesday. Steve, what can I say? I I thank you for taking the time out. Bud to join me here on Lockdown Patriots. We love having you. And for the benefit of several of our new listeners here on the pod this week and last week, we welcome you once again. But please definitely follow my good friend here on social media and the great work that he does. Steve, let our new listeners know where they can find you and what we can expect in the coming days and weeks from the great pen and the great voice of Steve Balistrieri.
0: Well, Mike, as always, I appreciate that you offer to come on every week. I always look forward to it. This is one of my favorite times of the week. We have uh, about 20, 30 minutes where we can shoot the breeze and talk football. And I miss doing that in person with you down at Gillette. But hopefully we'll be able to do that again sometime soon. Um, But, yeah, you can find me on social media. I'm on Twitter, at CB7SFG. I'm also on Facebook. Instagram, although I'm not as much on those as I used to be, but you can always find me on that. So, uh, and yeah, we're, we'll be looking at uh, you know what's next in free agency. Uh, we'll be writing about that, and now we're, we're going to start digging back into the draft because now that some of these questions have been answered, you know, because uh, I, I was asked a couple of times, uh, why haven't you done a mock draft? And I said, well. Until free agency starts, you know, uh, there's no sense in doing a mock draft because they may answer a lot of questions, which they have in free agency. So now we'll be able to maybe start doing our first mock draft, and as things go on, we'll do a second or a third.
1: Absolutely. And you know what? The one thing that I've learned is that the public can't get enough of mock drafts. They love them. They love to do them themselves. One of the great interactive times to be on social media, if you're an NFL fan, uh, to be able to interact with accounts. I know I always love to provide insight wherever I can. Sometimes our listeners provide insight to me that I didn't have, and, and they're, they're great. They really get dialed into this. And again, folks, uh, you know, I'm always, always honored to join Steve on the microphone. You mentioned being able to get, you know, together and being able to talk ball in person. Hopefully uh, this year will be much better than the last when it comes to that. But also uh, it's just it's always an honor to share the microphone with you. Two guys talking ball, no better way to spend uh, a Tuesday. So Until next week, my friends, stay safe and well. Thank you again for coming on today. And uh, we look forward to doing this all again with you here next Tuesday, right here on Lockdown Patriots.
0: And I can't believe we didn't do a godfather quote today, but we'll have to make that up next week.
1: <laughs> You're putting me on the spot here but you know what we're always going to end with one uh you know whenever uh whenever we uh, we join we join each other on the uh on the microphone we always end up uh sprinkling in the godfather in uh, in some ways but just know Steve there are things being negotiated that'll solve all your problems and answer all your questions that's all I can tell you about my business right now
0: <laughs> yeah. and hey one thing I learned from you is to think as the people around you think, and on that base, basis, anything's possible. I can't top that.
1: I, there is no way to top that. That is the perfect way to end it, Steve. What can I say, bud? Thanks a ton. More Godfather references from Steve and I next week, and we'll even we'll even throw in a little Patriots football talk just for the just to, to make it official, folks. <laughs> Thanks a ton, buddy. Talk soon. Just like that, Patriots Nation, we're almost halfway through your work week, but we are only scratching the surface on the Patriots coverage here to come on Locked on Patriots. And by now, almost every Patriots fan knows that Cam Newton will be returning to New England for the 2021 NFL season. Most, maybe not all, but most Patriots fans do know that the other quarterback on the roster, Jarrett Stidham, is right now conducting throwing camps in California, and they're being attended by a lot of Patriots players, both new free agent signings and Patriots players that were on the 2020 roster. Does this mean that a potential quarterback battle might be brewing in Foxborough? Well, to help us answer that question is a man who not only knows Cam Newton pretty well, but also Jarrett Stidham pretty well. Old friend of the program, Zach Blackerby, host of Locked On Auburn, will join me here on the pod tomorrow, and we will discuss the free agency impact and also the draft implications on both Cam Newton and Jarrett Stidham, both former Auburn Tigers. Folks, you will not want to miss a second of the action. So to ensure that you don't, please subscribe to the Locked On Patriots podcast on platforms such as the Radio.com app, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Just make sure that you're staying locked in to Locked on Patriots. Once again, my name is Mike DeBate. I thank my good friend Steve Balistrieri for his time, his insight, and his appearance on today's pod. But most of all, I thank you so much for listening and for continuing to make Locked on Patriots a daily part of your New England Patriots coverage. Until tomorrow, Foxborough faithful, stay safe, stay well, Always be the change you wish to see in the world. Have a great day, everyone.